This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. I'm Chad. And together, we're a pair of normal guys. You paused. Oh. I was waiting for you to speed up. Okay, well, I don't think that'll ever happen. (laughs) Oh, we're in sync. Enough. (laughs) Thought we were uh, Backstreet Boys. All right. Backstreet's back. All right. Uh Oh, look at that. Woo! Joey Fat One. Uh-huh. <sighs> Which one was it uh who was it that had the most that got famous, like Justin Timberlake and all those? Was that Backstreet Boys or was that in sync? Who was that? I don't know. Which what was Joey Fatone in? Because that was the group. Was he the one with Justin Timberlake? Yeah. I think it was in sync. Probably. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I'll say I, you're right. I was, never, heads. Uh, I was never a big big fan of the uh boy bands, so yeah. no idea. Wasn't wasn't my thing. No. Guar no, just I... had their uh 30th anniversary for Scum Dogs of the Universe. Well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. That yeah. one I know. Are you alright? No. I'm having to do this in the bedroom. It's not super comfortable and there's dogs. The people can't see. I mean, you're recording a podcast laying down on a bed. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I made you get up from like recording on your back, but. <laughs> I mean, it's best I can do. I can't because, even move uh, now. Because we got a new little toy that we're uh, recording this on. Yep. And uh, we'll keep the podcast like normal. We'll do the video. But Chad, I'm thinking yeah. that at some point, at some point, if we could figure out how, if you Hold can figure out how to use a camera, I'm trying to get the dog out from underneath. Of me. <laughs> Trevi, you got to move, Troubles. Oh God, there you go. Good monkey. Hang on. Oh, yep, yep. yep. California earthquake. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Wow. All three dogs just bailed, so I can move better anyway. Is that better? Worse? <laughs> sure. I mean, hi! We can see ah. a good, like, 
two thirds uh, of your face. Now, what is going uh, on? Uh, Hold on. I'm trying. This is why I don't ever know if we will go to live streaming podcasts. Uh, we will at some point. But, uh, so yeah, we're playing around with a new, uh, little toy we got for recording. Yep. And, uh, it's working good for the, uh, obvious distancing. <laughs> can't get, can't get the COVID over here. Well, you know, Indiana has, Indiana just went and decided to open up. They just said, Hey, screw it. This Monday we're opening everything. Next Monday we're doing everything else. Indiana feels like it's going to prom. But then Kentucky was like, uh, don't go to Indiana. Yeah. We have to, it's mandatory to wear masks. I think starting on the 11th here. Yeah. And I had to wear a mask to both doctor visits today. Did you go for Stormtrooper or Darth Vader? I'm not doing a Stormtrooper, and I'm especially not doing one in Canada. I guess you haven't seen the video? No. There's a girl. She's young. She dresses up as a Stormtrooper in Canada, and um, she's walking around, and the police get her, make her get on the ground. They cuff her and arrest her. For being dressed up like a stormtrooper with a plastic gun. Okay. You can hear her screaming and crying in the video. I don't get it. There's got to be something else to it. (laughs) No, there's... I've watched the whole video. There's literally nothing else to it. She's walking around the parking lot of a store on May the 4th, dressed up as a stormtrooper. Huh. No, I had not seen that. Yeah. It's... uh, I think I shared the link on Facebook. That's odd for Canada. They're usually laid back yeah they know nobody has real guns except for the police yeah uh going back to the uh video thing we're watching Uh or recording whatever we're doing i'm watching while we record i mean i'm i'm looking at me and part of the story i'm gonna read part of your head yeah uh i'm thinking uh for a while we're just gonna do the audio like you know normal we always have but i do think that i may take a little clip out of this of one of the news stories maybe and throw it up on our Facebook page. Okay. See how many uh, likes or follows we can lose when people go, Oh wait, that's Chris and Chad. Uh, All those people. Haters. That's right. Haters. That's right. Um, So Chad. uh, Yes. I think this may be this may make you the happiest you've been in a while. Oh yeah, yes. Between yesterday and this morning, mm-hmm. our YouTube channel is officially completely updated. Uh, I know. I saw that today. You it's like pretty that, awesome. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Give you a little downtime. You start sticking your little fingers and everything. <laughs> yeah, I have a uh, package all boxed up and ready to go to what? California. Yeah. Oh. Must be bookends. Uh, they are bookends. Uh-huh. Uh, got the sh- YouTube channel updated. Uh, nice. What else? I don't know. I'm helping uh, Myra make her uh, art project for the week. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Myra. Yeah. Bring bring your art project over here. Mm-hmm. Now it's not done. Uh huh. <laughs> what? Why are there five boobs on a block? It's not its eyes. Oh. <laughs> it's going to have arms sticking out here. It's going to have two horns up top. Uh-huh. 
but that's my gonna... art project using junk. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the booby man. No, sir. Oh. Yes, it'll have... No, you got him on the wrong one's thumbs go up. Oh. It'll be have horrifying little doll arms here in the corner. Nice. What are those off of uh, those little monster dolls? Yeah, Monster High. Monster High. <laughs> I'll have to uh, I'll have to take a picture and put it on uh, our Facebook page so people can see it. Yeah, I think uh, I think she takes after me a bit on <laughs> the, the art front. Oh yeah. I'm going to draw a picture of flowers and unicorns. No, I'm going to make a big hideous monster with five eyes. So it was just you make something out of junk, right? Basically, their weekly art project was grab some junk from around the house and glue it together, paint it, whatever you want to do, and call it art. (laughs) Glue your junk together and call it art. Which... That brings up a thing that's just ticking me off. I, I got to get this off my chest, Chad. Okay. Why do people online act mm-hmm. like these guys have reinvented the wheel and are saints? I'm talking about the guys that take a couple hundred bucks of acrylic paint and slosh it all over a canvas with beads and ropes and spin a bucket with a hole in the bottom over a canvas and go, Husha, art. You haven't been to a showing in Louisville lately, have you? No, I haven't. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I mean, hey, all I'm saying is if you want to save a thousand bucks or so. Oh, oh. if you want to save around a thousand bucks, go to Hobby Lobby, buy a whole bunch of acrylic paint, Uh go to Ace Hardware, buy a mop, and you too can pour paint on a mop. And then swirl it around the canvas and go, Hosha art. Amen. I'm sure a lot of people take that up now. Art. They, sh- they should. Uh-huh. So, um, yes. YouTube updated. Groovy. Glad to hear it. Good job, Chris. Well, I'm staying in a lot more right now. Uh, really? Why? I mean, murder hornets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the things that have already lived here apparently somebody posted i mean they, they yeah they've probably been here for a while but i mean really unless you're a honeybee you don't have to worry about them cicada killers isn't that what somebody well no them? they're well it's no it's two different species oh i don't know man we have had cicada killers forever and cicada killers like they won't sting you they're they don't care huh they don't sting a lot now, uh, the murder hornet from Japan, whatever the actual real name of the thing is, because it's not murder hornet, but <laughs> it's, it's horn, it's hornera, isn't it? Because there's a mothra, so I figured it'd be hornera, hornatara, hornatara, hornatura, whatever you need. <laughs> what are you doing to your mic? It's moving around because it's laying on me. You I can't don't have even, that professional You can't rig. even hold your bike up at this point. <laughs> I'm tired and weak. I mean, even Jabba the Hutt could hold on to his little hookah pipe. Be so utawanda, puppy. Exactly. 
you're, yeah. you're going to have to get your game together for before the next show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because this oh. is officially going to be show 49.5. Well. <laughs> because we, uh, we, we, we hinted around at show 50. You know, oh. it's only taken us like 10 years to make 50 shows, but by God, we're there. Aren't we getting a special guest for 50? We're going to have a special guest on episode 50, Chad. Oh, that's good. And more than likely, uh, you won't have to wait two weeks in between this show and that one, because I think we may end up be doing that one pretty soon. And since we've been slacking off and came back and been doing about a, every three show, three weeks or so in between shows, we may put one up a little earlier. Okay. I mean, I'm here. I got a microphone. Art. All I'm going to say is, Chad. Yes. When we when we bring company over, can can you like <laughs> sit up? I will have to go to a room that has a and place for me your, to do it. Where hold your mic talking. in. Hold your mic in your hand. Just to clarify, because Chris hasn't pointed this out, this is the only semi-quiet room <laughs> I have right now. So I'm in here with the doors shut, and anything that's sound absorbing I can find. You have Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go sit in like the cab of your truck. I don't think it'll pick up as good out there. Well. Well, for right now, it's okay. From my nose up is all you need. Record from your uh, from your your back porch. Uh, it's too hot. We don't have a tree out there anymore. <laughs> God, fame has went to your head, Chad. You're at all these prima donna <laughs> things you're wanting. There's Go contract it's stuff. Too hot. I've sent you a copy. Where Here's are my check off? Where are my red M and M's and peeled grapes? I want a deli tray. I only eat cheeses from France. I only like stinky cheese. Yes. We have no way of doing this on the new system, Chad, but uh, why don't we go ahead and break on into the Pero News Story. Story. That hurt. Sorry. I tried. So uh, why don't you... uh, why don't you get a little bit more comfy and lead us off there, Chad? Hold on a minute. Let me relax more. I gotta pull the story up because I couldn't memorize all of it. Hey, are you ready, Chris? Ready? I I am so ready. Nice. This story is the mysterious wolf man of the Great Dismal Swamp. I think this was a never ending story. Uh this was by Brent Swanser. Swanser. April April twenty eighth of twenty twenty. Well, anyway, sprawled out over a large area of southeastern Virginia and northeastern North Carolina, you know, Chris, there's a tangled mass of wilderness with a rather ominous name of the Great Dismal Swamp. Dismal. Mm -hmm. This vast expanse. What? Go ahead. Say, at least it's not the Swamp of Sadness. That's right. And your horse sings. This great expanse of wetlands encompasses the Great Dismal Swamp National Wildlife Refuge. And swamp has a long history. Oh, I'm listening. Uh Uh-huh. And the Dismal State Park covering tens of thousands of acres and besides its rich biodiversity, I'll say it again, the swamp has a long history. Being home to native tribes and also the location of remote settlements for escaped renegades, slaves, during America's slavery years, this great Dismal Swamp is also a place of great mystery. Mystery. 
Uh huh. And suppose in the supposed haunt of a very strange and fierce creature. <laughs> fierce. Fierce. With yeah. its maze of islands and waterways and its dim, murky, and in some places nearly impenetrable wilderness. The Great Dismal Swamp is in many ways every bit as spooky as its name would suggest. Mm -hmm. It's full of snakes, alligators prowling the murky waters, and an innately dangerous place often avoided by settlers and a perfect place for the escaped slaves to hide out hidden away from civilization. They write this as though it was current times it is easy to peer <laughs> into the gloomy mosquito infested wilderness of this place and imagine that something strange could be hiding here and indeed there have been tales of wilderness orbiting the swamp for years besides numerous tales of ghost lights shadowy apparitions and other supernatural denizens there's also been reports of a large hairy bipedal beast of some sort lurking here which has most likely and been described as a sort of wolf man. Hmm. Yeah. What are you laughing about? What's the I'm, la I, I'm laughing at <sighs> like most of the story. I can't really uh -huh. even see your mouth. So yes. it's just, I see, I see this. It's just excited eye movements. It is. Oh. And occasionally I see a shadow Ooh. that I'm Ooh. guessing is you going like this. I know I'm moving my arm for effect. Yeah, there I were long chose. reports of a giant eight-foot-tall, hair-covered beast that smelled like rotten flesh prowling through the swamp, but the reports seemed to have taken off in 1902 oh. when a rather strange report appeared in the March 20th, 1901 edition of the Richmond Dispatch, which reads, hold on, the strange dismal swamp monster, which one day this week killed seven of Ed Smith's dogs and oh. ate two of them, and later attacked Mr. Smith himself, has been seen again. Mr. Smith lives about 12 miles from Suffolk. Last night, L. Frank Ames, a merchant who lives near Bennett's Creek, saw the same thing and suffered from its ravages. Or laser beaks. Hearing a strange noise, Mr. Ames went out with a pistol. He thought at first it was a strange dog. When he learned oh, no. it was much sought-after monster, Mr. Ames shot several times, but without effect. The thing growled savagely, being sent after it. Six dogs refused to have a conflict and fled in terror. They could not be induced to make an attack. The unknown animal escaped without being harmed. Afterward, it appeared at the home of Henry Jordan. Uh, what? Colored? <laughs> it had a little book and some crayons. Colored and set defiantly on a covered wall. Well, the description is like the one furnished by Mr. Smith, a large gaunt form, long yellow hair, and vicious eyes. The creature was spotted all over the area after this, usually described as bipedal, with shaggy, hey Scoob, matted hair covering its body and having eyes that glowed brightly. It was often described as having decidedly canine features and was apparently notorious for killing dogs and livestock, often leaving them in a mangled, savage state. There were apparently mm. hunters who would go out trying to kill the beast and were supposedly successful on at least one occasion. But oh there my. seems to have been more than one of these things. According to one article of The Error in March 21st, 1902 edition of the Little Falls Herald. And then it just continues to tell you what happened. With Whit Walker of the same neighborhood says the animal visited his home too. He went, Candygram, 
From Smith's description, the animal is larger than a wolf with shaggy yellow hair, a long head, and sunken eyes. It is gaunt and vicious. People are wondering what will come next from the unexplored swamp made famous by Tom Moore's verses. The Moore's superstitious regard the visitation as a supernatural, and families are having much trouble with their servants. The creature is something like it has been sighted in the area sporadically right up into modern times, often with the detail that it stands on its hind legs, has a face like a man, mm. but with a canine snout, which has led to the speculation that the dismal swamp monster could be an actual werewolf. Other ideas? Werewolf? Yeah. Other ideas are that it is, that it could be something like swamp-dwelling Bigfoot, some sort of out-of-place wolf, a bear, is it a bear? Or even a type of cryptid known as the dog man. But it's hard to say as the reports are few and far in between and mostly known for a handful of old newspaper articles. Whatever this creature is or was, it makes a very spooky tale from an already spooky place. All right, so, there you go. So Wolfman, Dogman, Harry thing. Wolfman, Dogman, Harry thing. Dismal. Ah, the dismal swamp. I wonder how you feel when you go to that swamp. Dismal. Dismal. That's what I thought. I mean, you're probably not going to feel like chipper and like, you know. Happy. You're not going to break into song probably. Mm-hmm. True. So that mm-hmm. was uh, wonderful, Chad. Thank you. Yet, dog man. <laughs> yes. I got a story. <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> Something fell. I'm not sure. It's go- poltergeist. <laughs> it's spooky. Don't record the show. <laughs> Topher. Go ahead. Topher Grace? What? No, Topher. You haven't watched... Uh... The what we do in the shadow series so you no not it. the new one no yeah it's pretty good but uh so yeah i will see your werewolfy guy with a story about bigfoot Chad. okay it comes to us from mysterious universe as most do hey they they have good news they do paul seaburn on april 17th wrote if you see bigfoot all over michigan Blame this guy. Okay. Not this guy. Some other guy. Many people follow the motto, if you see something, say say something. something. When it comes to crimes, unusual events, or paranormal activities, it's usually good advice. However, a man in Michigan has taken the say something part to a different level that may upset some others. Oh, really? Yes. Like that. (laughs) Having seen Bigfoot, he now tells everyone about it by making and selling wooden silhouettes of the hairy humanoid. (laughs) While this will definitely raise awareness and interest in the cryptid, it also will confuse many who think they're seeing the real thing. Oh, no. Is it okay to say what you've seen with a saw? Seen and saw? Well, clever wordsmithianship there. Uh I got out to the road and there was like a huge footprint I then saw another one on the other side of the road so whatever it was had a stride of 8 or 9 feet I could see a trail of them going all the way back to the woods each footprint was at least 15 inches long 
Chris Ketchum was convinced those footprints were made by Bigfoot. You think Ketchum would have got him? In 1968. Yes, Chris is a little slow on the say-something side, although he did say something at the time to his neighbor, whose horses were acting strangely at about the time he found the footprints in the February snow. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't a bear like my neighbor thought. I'd never seen anything like it. He got his horses settled down, and I never saw anything again. Ketchum found the tracks along M36 a few miles east of Dansville, which is about 22 miles from Lansing. Michigan is one of the top states for Bigfoot sightings, so it wouldn't have been unusual for the then 15-year-old to report the footprints to someone. However, other than to his neighbor, he kept it to himself until 2020, when the lifelong hobby woodworker was looking for something new to make as a retirement or coronavirus lockdown activity and decided black Bigfoot cutouts were just the thing. Okay. You know, I'm pretty sure those have been around for a while. I don't think old, uh, whatever his name is, Mitchum. I don't think he invented that. No. Yes. No. On Wednesday morning, Ketchum stood in the snow next to the tall cutout, peering up at it. He pointed to the small ridges he left along the outline of his Bigfoot's outstretched hand. They're meant to illustrate the texture and shape of fur, he said. The size of its feet and the length of its stride aren't as grand as what he saw on the ground years ago. Still, it honors the legend he knows many people believe. The Lansing State Journal visited Ketchum recently, possibly because people were reporting, you guessed it, Bigfoot sightings along M36 and Mason, just a few miles from the inspirational 1968 sighting. Those are Ketchum's front yard advertisements. He says he's asking $100 per Bigfoot. But if you're a retired senior citizen, Chad, it's uh-huh. 75 Well. What about for irate Sasquatch researchers who think this might be deceptive, confusing, and detrimental to their research? <laughs> Ketchum said, it's my way of reminding those who see it that something's out there. Wow. So, uh... I'm thinking if you can't tell the difference between a big old freaking black cardboard cutout of a Bigfoot in the woods and a real thing, then maybe you're not that great of a Bigfoot researcher in the first place. I was going to say, maybe your credentials aren't that good, but you know. He was standing there mid-stride and he just looked at us for hours. He never moved. <laughs> he didn't move for days. He was in the same spot the next night, the night after that, the one after that. I was watching him, but I had to go poop. And I had, had to, and I went, and I came back. He was still there, like he knew I was coming back. Funny thing is, I couldn't find any cover, so I got behind him to poop, and he still didn't move. <laughs> yeah, people uh, will find about anything to uh, to be unhappy about. I know it's the way of the world, sir. Yeah, true that. What somebody said. Uh, they believe in the right for anybody to be offended by anything, but they also believe that nobody has to do anything to fix that. Amen. But you know, Chad. Yes. There's something that'll make you happy, though. Uh, I thought the other thing was supposed to make me happy. Well, this will make you happier. Oh, okay. You know what we're talking about tonight? What? Or this afternoon? <laughs> 
<laughs> What's that, Chris? It's different than recording in the basement. Shattered the illusion. Sorry. You know what we're talking about tonight, Chad? No. What, Chris? The Big Muddy Monster. Oh, those things are delicious. Okay. Muddy Buddies? Well, the, this one doesn't want to be your buddy. Oh, okay. So, there you go. Let's do it. Okay, sir. <clears throat> Watch this. I'm at home. Yes, I'm. Ooh. COVID. I can do that. I'm at home. COVID. <laughs> Murfreesboro. <laughs> Hitler has decided to throw in the towel. Give it to him, boys. <laughs> Murfreesboro. There are two dates from 1973 in Murfreesboro that still leave some haunted, or at least curious. Uh-huh. The two police reports dated June 25th and June 26th relate the sighting of an unknown creature. It's not Letus. Hmm. He's a witch. <laughs> Mexican witch. I know. It was in those two evenings that reports came out of, came in of a loud, tall, white-haired creature caked with mud being spotted in the woods on the outskirts of town near the Big Muddy River. The hell you say? I do, indeed, sir. It was later dubbed the Big Muddy Monster because of its indefinable features and mysterious presence. It set off a media frenzy after the initial reports on those two days, said former patrolman and retired Murfreesboro Police Chief Ron Marawaring. Manwaring. Manwaring. Mm. Those are the most copied, most looked at reports in the history of the department, he said. Letters came streaming in from those as far away as California and New York wanting a piece of information or a piece of the prize. The prize. The prize. But the prize is still elusive, Chad. Uh-huh. There are only two cases that remain unsolved in Murfreesboro, Manwaring said. But after 32 years, the case of the Big Muddy Monster still remains open. Crap. It's an unsolved case because I can't tell you what it was, he said. Having retired years ago and having not seen the Big Muddy Monster police reports in years, Manwaring is still able or able to recount those haunting of evenings as if it just happened yesterday. Oh, well. He recounts the stories as if he were writing the police reports all over again. There are numerous sightings and people interviewed, he began. On the evening of June 25th, 1973, two young people heard the chilling, unearthly scream of some creature in the woods along the Big Muddy River south of Murfreesboro, Illinois. Oh, well. Sitting in a car in a remote parking lot, Hmm. Sounds from like which a drug deal it was <laughs> from which fishermen often launched their boats the couple then saw something moving closer in the woods they'd later describe it as a seven foot tall creature on two legs covered with mud matted light hair you sure it's not leaders? 
light hair. Well, his oh. is gray. Yeah, it's gray. gray. Mm, true. It continued to emit its screams as it closed on the car. 19-year-old Randy Needham started up the car and sped straight to the Murfreesboro Police Department. It's a hurry. He and Judy Johnson told police what they had seen. Accompanied by then-police chief Ma- Ron Manwaring and other officers, Needham returned to the parking lot. Search got underway with lights, but all that could be found were vague footprints. Hmm. At 2 a.m., the police were back, and with them, surprisingly, was Needham. As the beams of flashlights probed the parking lot and trees, there was a sudden bellowing scream from the dark forest. Everyone ran for the parking lot, where Needham identified the scream as the same as what he and Johnson had heard earlier. Well, how, would it, how did it sound, Chad? Uh, I mean, that would horrify me. Hey, you two in the car. You're not married. God is watching. God (laughs) is watching. The encounter marked the arrival of the Big Muddy Monster. Presumably a Bigfoot variant in Quiet Murfreesboro. It's a rare one per case version. From a crypto creatureology. Crypto creatures? Yes. Uh-huh. Creature replica. Creature replica. <laughs> I said words are hard. They are. The next evening evening. Evening. The next evening, Man Waring said he he was an officer on duty when a call came in from the Westwood Hills subdivision that two teenagers were sitting on the back porch when they spotted a tall, white-haired, hairy creature in a field just to the edge of the woods. Oh, well, that was Letus. Yeah! Yeah! I'm a Mexican witch, teenage kids! <laughs> <laughs> Chalupa. Mm-hmm. Men wearing said officers responded, and while they were at the scene, a neighbor said his five year old son had just come in 10 minutes earlier saying he had seen something at the edge of the woods. My partner and I decided to go down to the area where they saw the thing, Men wearing said. He started traveling a footpath through the bushes and noticed a stench and a slimy film on the tree branches. Letus. That that was Letus for sure. I saw this substance and smelled this smell myself. He Ew. said. Smelled like sadness. <laughs> sadness and burritos. Uh-huh. Jerry Nellis, an officer with the Carbondale Police Department at the time, said <laughs> You know what though? He's yes. cheap. So it's the uh it's the Sam's like <laughs> brand of sadness. <laughs> Sam's choice sadness. Sam's choice sadness. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Jerry Nellis, an officer with the Carbondale Police Department at the time, 
and a trained dog handler was called to the scene. The dog tracked the scent all the way to a barn, but once it got to the barn, the dog refused to go inside. He was like, Mm-mm. no way one smelled like that. Nellis said, in his humble opinion, it was a bell. <laughs> was it a bell? Days passed. Then on July 7th, another report came from a carnival owner at Riverside Park on the south edge of town. On the banks of what river, Chad? The carnival owner? The big, the big muddy river. The big muddy river, that's right. <laughs> the river that apparently the monster still favored. Oh. A tall, hairy creature had been bothering the carnival ponies the day before. <laughs> now, uh-huh. in true carny fashion, Chad. Small hands. Smell like cabbage. In order not to disturb customers, he'd kept quiet about the sighting until the next evening to report it. <laughs> no, we didn't see a big monster. No, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing going on. Several workers noticed the ponies trying to break loose from the trees to which they had been tethered. The creature was seen observing the disturbed ponies from nearby, Uh but in a non-threatening manner. (laughs) He just likes to watch, Chad. It's more seductive. Lots of winks. Chin rubs. Shake your mane for me. (laughs) That's right. Shake that tail. The description given by the carnival workers this time was similar to earlier sightings, that of a creature seven to nine feet tall, 300 to 400 pounds, standing upright on two legs with light brown hair over its entire body. His arm menacingly shuffling back and forth. A few months passed, then a local trucker reported another final sighting of the creature. It was seen a few miles southwest of town near the Mississippi River, into which the Big Muddy River feeds. Mm-hmm. Still Big Muddy. Tracks were left behind and preserved with plaster cast, but that was the last that was seen of the Big Muddy monster. We never not got a good view of any tracks, Nellis said. Never not got? Is that we, we never We never got a good view of any oh. tracks. Okay, I just want to make sure. We never not got a view of them. Is apparently there he is. Do you smell a smell, Chad? I do. It smells like sadness. Was it a Sasquatch? I don't know. It makes for a good story, though. Lauren Coleman, Lauren, a Coleman. cryptozoologist and art lover who studied the Big Muddy Monster in the 70s, believes that it wasn't an animal in the woods. I think it's within the context of other reports of a Bigfoot. Isn't a Bigfoot an animal? Depends on who you ask. (laughs) Like West Coast Bigfoot reports, Coleman said that this creature was hairy, but differs in the fact that nobody was able to see any distinguishing characteristics in the facial area. He said the creature also seems more aggressive than those supposedly spotted in the West. But not towards ponies. Not toward heat, non-menacing toward ponies. There's something very unique about this Eastern, Midwestern Bigfoot, Coleman said. From the reports from the big... Oh, good Lord. 
From the reports from the mud monster, it seemed to frighten people the way it didn't in the West. <laughs> Manwaring said people initially thought it was a prank, but after all this time, no one has come forward to say so. And after the hype and hysteria was over with, he said he heard two more reports that seemed similar to those in June of 1973. One came in early July of the same year. But what haunts him more is a report he heard from a man who lived in Westwoods Hills area before it was developed into a neighborhood in the 1950s. Manwaring said the man told him he was out working in his garden one evening when he spotted a creature that was similar to later reports of the Big Muddy Monster. I never did see it, but in my mind, I feel those people really did see something, Manwaring said. I guess it just remains a mystery. Mention the Big Muddy Monster and everyone in southern Illinois knows who you're talking about. Even though the encounters with the Big Muddy Monster go way back to a few brief weeks in 1973. 1973? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you Thank go. You, Thank Big Muddy Monster. I know. Bigfoot or Letus. Or a locally produced laxative product. Who knows? The Big Muddy Monster. Have you eaten too much cheese? (laughs) Are you impacted? Is too much cheese impacting your daily routine? (laughs) Did you just die on on Oregon Trail from dysentery? Oh, no. Well, life could be imitating a computer game. You know where you could go to find computer games, Chad? Um, GameStop. Probably. No, I bet they wouldn't have any computer games. Well, neither would our website, but you should go to it anyway. (laughs) At paranormalguys.com. That's paranormalguys.com. That's right. Don't be fooled by cheap imitations. That's right. I've seen them. They're out there. They are. Sometimes they even swap out guys with girls. Then it's just confusing. Mm -hmm. It's transcendental. (laughs) Yes, go to pair-o-normalguys.com. Precisely. That's our main site, where the shows are, where there's other stuff. You can catch up with us on YouTube now, apparently. That's right. The uh, The YouTube channel is completely uh, updated, and Please. as soon as I get this show put up, I will also throw it up on YouTube. Gross. What? Actually, throw it throw, up on YouTube. Throw it up on YouTube. Oh, oh. Throw up on YouTube, Chad. Oh, okay. You have headphones in. I, I got earbuds in. They're here in my you ears. Such, you were such a twelve-year-old girl. If you uh, if you want to uh, watch a static screen of uh, the show on YouTube while you listen uh-huh. to it, that's right. <laughs> um, YouTube has assigned us the most god awful name that you could uh, you could get. It's a uh, paranormal guys paranormal podcast, or you can just search for pair o normal guys and you'll find us like a normal person. That's right. One of the best ways to keep up with us is to go to our Facebook page. And that <laughs> that's actually, true. No, that's uh, Facebook.com slash guys. I do try to update that occasionally. That's right. You put all kinds of stuff on there. I do. Nifty little tidbits. Get you we, through your day. I have noticed one thing we need to do, though, Chad. What's that? We we need to, like, check to see if the uh, if one of the other of us have put something on there before we share it. Okay. There there was a day a couple of weeks ago where we shared the same thing like two times. 
We gotta we gotta not look like we're laying in bed recording a podcast. I don't know what she, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> but hey, Chad, while you're on our Facebook page, yes. you know what would be a, a groovy thing to do? Um, go somewhere else, right? Go to the Facebook page of one Mister William Blanchard. Yeah, he's the uh, gentleman that supplies the music for Pair O Normal Guys. He's a musical genius. <laughs> Laying down has you off your game. He Play is a musical genius. <laughs> uh, and he could be found at facebook.com slash William Blanchard soundtrack. True. And I'm going to put you on the spot, Chad. Yep. We have a hotline. Wait a minute. Yeah, we have this Pong hotline. That's right. So we, yeah. we have, we have a hotline. We have. Yeah, it's a hotline. It's Pong. Yes. And uh, if somebody were... Chad, if somebody was interested in calling the Pong hotline and leaving a story that you so so want and desire for us, uh what number would they call? That Pong hotline number would be, and ask your parents before calling, (laughs) 502-230-7650. Five six. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, we check good it. Lord. Check it all the time. Well, you do. Well, I know. It, if anybody calls that number five zero two two three zero seven six five six, they'll get to leave us a message. Because <laughs> Chad doesn't talk to people. I don't <laughs> talk to people. I don't like for people to hand me things either. All right, Tony Stark. <laughs> they have to lay it on a table. Pick it up myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Chad. Episode 49 and a half. All right. Well, 49 and a half. And so I don't really know how to end it because have a pair of normal weeks, have a pair of normal days. I Time doesn't exist to me right now. Huh. Will, I guess, <laughs> I guess you're having a pair of furlough weeks. Uh, hey, there you go. you have a tail yeah well i got that i've had that for years i just never showed it to you